It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues on the interior offensive line with Minnesota offensive lineman John Michael Schmitz. Who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins scheme, and where the Dolphins may be able to land him to add him to the mix for 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Special shout out to our everydayers. You can find Locked On Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today on the show, we are exploring Minnesota Golden Gophers, one of the best mascots in football for my money, Golden Gophers center, John Michael Schmitz. This was a player who went down to the Reese Senior Bowl in January showcased himself very well, got some first-round buzz, and as this process has played on, that that buzz has kind of cooled a little bit in spite of the fact that the tape is the tape, and John Michael Schmitz is one of the most sturdy players uh, on the offensive interior available in this year's draft, and I think that's where things get really interesting when you consider John Michael Schmitz. He's a center, and there has been plenty of questions across uh, Dolphins' outlets and and podcasts and mediums and fans and Twitter spaces of, hey, can the Dolphins add a center and then just move Connor Williams to guard and get better uh, on your offensive line that way by moving Connor Williams back to the position that he played with the Dallas Cowboys? Maybe. And we're going to evaluate John Michael Schmitz through two separate lenses. The avenue in which he stays at center and Connor Williams goes to guard, presumably bumping Liam Eikenberg out of the starting lineup. Or the avenue in which Don Michael Schmitz goes from a guard or from a center to a guard and presumably that way bumps Liam Meikenberg out of the projected starting lineup for the 2023 Miami Dolphins. This is, of course, in a world in which the Dolphins would be adding John Michael Schmitz uh, to the mix. So we have his pre-draft process, biographical information, how he fits from a scheme perspective, what Minnesota did offensively that has overlaps to the Dolphins, and then where that draft stock sits right now for John Michael Schmitz. We'll start with the biographical information. This was a player that I did a full write-up for over at thedraftnetwork.com when I was there over the course of the winter. So I'm going to read a couple excerpts from that to help paint the picture of who this player is, and then we'll supplement that with his athletic profile before we dive into the tape and move on to our second segment on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You can read this full report in its entirety over at thedraftnetwork.com, but here's just the biographical snippet. Originally a three-star recruit, Schmitz played his high school football at Homewood Flossmoor High School in Flossmoor, Illinois. 
He was also a high school wrestler, and those experiences are evident quickly when watching him leverage at the point of attack in the heart of Minnesota's offensive line. Redshirting his true freshman season, Schmitz was on campus for two years before taking over a starting role in 2019, which he logged four starts. By the end of his collegiate career, he had logged 36 starts at center for the Gophers. Football intelligence that comes with that amount of starts is quite evident uh, for John Michael Schmitz, and, and so too is his wrestling background. Uh, when you see him winning gaps in zone concepts, and particularly wide zone concepts, and that's where it gets pretty exciting to project John Michael Schmitz uh, to the Dolphins' offense. But we're not going to put the cart before the horse. Let's talk about the athletic profile that he showed up in in Indianapolis at the 2023 NFL Combine. He checked in at six foot three and a half inches tall. That is 54th percentile amongst centers to come through the NFL Combine since the year 1999. 301 pounds, which was a little lighter than I thought he played, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but he he certainly played like a little bit more of a power center that I was expecting just based on watching him play and looking at his build and seeing him in person at the Senior Bowl. I was expecting 310. Uh, so he is a little leaner than what my expectation was when I watched him on film. That's that 301 pounds is 38th percentile. And perhaps he cut down in order to, to test better, uh, in which case they, they did pay some dividends for him that we'll talk about when we get to his athletic profile. Uh, 32 and 5 eighths inch arms. It's sufficient. It's about the 50th percentile. Speed was not the strength of his athletic profile. He ran the 40-yard dash in the 25th percentile. So three out of every four centers to come through the NFL Combine since 1999 ran faster than John Michael Schmitz's 5.35 seconds. And his 10-yard split was the 26th percentile. So effectively the same thing. Three out of every four centers ran the first 10 yards of the 40-yard dash faster than John Michael Schmitz did since 1999. 1.85 seconds. And I wouldn't classify him as a quick twitch player. I think that that is an important note. That doesn't necessarily have dissonance with what I saw on tape when it pertained to John Michael Schmitz. Everything else was really good. Uh, everything else was 60th percentile or better. 29 and a half inches in the vert was 68th percentile. So effectively seven, you know, he's better than seven out of every 10. His 104 inch standing broad jump was 62nd percentile. So better than six out of every 10. And his 4.56 second 20 yard short shuttle, which is five yards this way. I'm on YouTube. So excuse me, five yards horizontally in one direction. Back the five yards and another five yards uh, back 180 degrees from the way in which you, you first started, and then back the five yards to the same yard marker that you started at in the first point, uh, which is meant to test horizontal uh, lateral agility. 68th percentile there as well. So agility and lower body explosiveness tests were really good, but actual burst and explosiveness were not strengths. And that does, in my mind, line up with who I thought John Michael Schmitz was on tape. The only other thing biographically that I would acknowledge is I got a chance to spend some time with Michael Schmitz uh, in, in Mobile uh, on Friday of that week, uh, was able to go out and kind of observe some of the, the charitable events that the Senior Bowl affords to the players as a part of the experience when they're down there to help make the Mobile, Alabama community uh, better and, and give back to them. And I was very impressed with how John, you know, his demeanor, the ease of which I was able to talk to him as somebody who you know, was somebody from a media 
perspective that had just kind of popped in as they were doing a charitable thing and um, very easy to talk to. You could tell the intelligence was there. Um, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the interaction that I had with John on, on Friday of that week in, in Mobile. So just kind of, you, you hear people talk about interviews and conversations and it's a people business just like anything else. And from that perspective, my brief exposure to John and I didn't get a chance to spend time with Steve Avila as an example of somebody else that we did, but I did spend time with John and uh, Osiris Torrance uh, on that day. And both of those guys, I was highly impressed with um, their, their demeanor, their personality, their approachability, their engagement and willing to engage and have conversations and how they, they handled themselves in that environment was, was flying colors for both of those guys. So that's just a little extra bit of perspective that I can offer on this specific player because I had that specific exposure and interaction with John uh, throughout the course of that week in Mobile. Uh, we are going to continue here on Locked on Dolphins by shifting gears to the tape for John Michael Schmitz and specifically with John Michael Schmitz and the tape, how he fits within the Dolphins system. But before we do, Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong challenge, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are right now. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's done done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So John Michael Schmitz, the schematic fit for the Dolphins. I'll read the initial snippet off the report that kind of sets the table for who this player is. Uh, we'll go through the top areas to buy in, the top reasons for concern, and then we will disclose what overlap I foresee with that and the Dolphins and their potential scheme, presuming that he's either a guard or a center. Schmitz is a powerful center that offers the kind of stature that would shine in an inside zone and between the tackles gap running system. Offering effective punch and pad power as a run blocker, Schmitz projects as someone capable of generating the needed wash in the front to allow backs and lead blockers to hit gaps with confidence. There's a stout anchor and pass protection present here as well. Schmitz does well against both interior blockers and second-level pressure players to slam the door shut and sit down on his hips to prevent collapse into his quarterback's lap. What really got me excited, however, was the ability to execute cutoff and reach blocks when runs needed to gain a man to the run strength. 
Schmidt showcased surprising lateral mobility, but also very efficient hands to twist and manipulate defenders and allow his guard to push and release to the second level. Furthermore, I thought he was a cerebral player with his strike timing and attacks to create either a firm stun punch or deconstruct defenders to get them off of their base at the point of attack. A multi-year starter at center, this is a player who identifies pressure opportunities with consistency. He processes front movement well and stays patient to ensure action doesn't fold back his way before committing and pushing off his landmark to transition into a help blocker in pass protection. Okay, so there's a lot to like here. This is a very high floor player as far as I am concerned. The top reasons to buy and include that sturdy build, I think he has a pretty boxy build for a center. He's, he's not super lean and undersized. You think about like Garrett Bradbury coming out of NC State and going to Minnesota and just kind of outgunned at the point of attack in general. He doesn't play that way. Fluid and athletic enough to flow laterally with a point of attack. Very effective hand implementation to win first contact. That wrestling background really gets me there. I think that's the thing that really pops as far as if we're flowing laterally and I'm engaging with you, and we're both flowing at the same pace, my ability as John Michael Schmitz to use my hands and torque and manipulate your torso to get your shoulders turned so I can turn you out of a gap and seal for the back to then run off my butt cheek and get up into the second level. That's a direct correlation to the Dolphins offense. Uh, top reasons for concern. Not sure he's an overly dynamic or twitchy player with plus explosiveness or flexibility. We've kind of already covered that with the athletic profile. Angles in space can be tested by more rangy defenders. Pad level is something that can be an improved point of emphasis and will be a 24-year-old rookie. So from a angles and blocking in space perspective, I think he's a much more secure A-gap defender or, or A-level defender than he is blocking onto the second level. Now, if they're running duo, which you're double teaming and climbing up into backers' laps, that's a different story because I think you can get a little bit of help and extra vertical push and it's you're climbing directly into the linebacker as compared to horizontal flow that's going to charge you with releasing on a guy who might be aligned on your outside shoulder to the run strength and he's going to flow outside when the run goes outside and you're still expected to cut him off while providing an initial firm inside post for your center to be able to, as, as a guard, uh, be able to kind of work around and, and execute that backside cutoff that we're talking about what Michael Schmitz does so well. So I think for Michael Schmitz, the big question is, okay, there's pros at the first level, and I think there's questions the, the more you test his range. Um, so is that more inhibiting or empowering to put at either guard or center? And I think about what Connor Williams was charged with doing. And I'm kind of inclined to believe that having that mobility at center is a little bit more valuable, in which case Michael Schmitz, I think, would probably project more favorably to guard. Um, he is a natural center. There's going to be probably a little more consistency with the snaps. I know that was a big thing with Connor Williams, that if you want to exchange that out, and Connor's going to be a little bit more of a puller. Uh, it, you could make a firm case either way. If I were going to project just based off of what we think we know about why Connor Williams was the center in the first place and why Michael Dieter didn't get more of a look, it really seems like 
the power in this offensive front lies in the center's hands to be able to execute calls and call out assignments and get everybody on the same page. And I have a hard time believing even Michael Schmitz, who, you know, Minnesota ran some inside zone. They ran some outside zone. They ran a lot of RPOs um, with Tanner Morgan and, and uh, Muhammad Ibrahim in the running back room for them, who's been a super productive player when he's been healthy for a really long time. Like their, their offensive MO has kind of been the same. They like to take shots aggressively down the field, RPO off of it and run the ball. And it's a lot of zone concepts. Even Michael Schmitz with that level of experience in that kind of offense at the college level, playing in the Big Ten, so you're getting the Keanu Bentons and the Mozzie Smiths of the world, who you have to block on a weekly basis, the P.J. Mustafers, and um, am I forgetting anybody? Uh, the Illinois uh, Wharton, Tershawn Wharton, I think his name is, is another really good one. I mean, the Big Ten had some big-time A-gap defenders last year. Uh even in spite of having that level of experience playing in that similar of an offense for Minnesota, Connor Williams having a year of experience playing in the Dolphins offense, serving as the center, and kind of getting the hard part out of the way, I think gives him another natural edge to say it probably makes more sense to leave Connor at the center position and just kick Michael Schmitz outside where you have less to worry about. Somebody else, the guy next to you, is going to make the call. You no longer have to worry about snapping and getting established with hand fits with only one hand. Life's easier as a guard than it is as a center. And if he was a highly effective center, you'd like to think transitioning to him to a guard kind of makes your life a little easier. I will say this. Uh, what's, what's really challenging if you will, about John Michael Schmitz is from a athletic profile perspective, if you bump him out, not just from centers, but if you put him against all offensive linemen, he's not an overly large player. He's 20 across all offensive linemen, not just against centers. 22nd percentile for height, 14th percentile for weight, 17th percentile for wingspan, 20th percentile for arm length. Now, again, the lower body testing is really good. So the, explo- the, the lower body explosiveness, the, the, the raw power, and the agility is highly effective as well. That kind of puts you in a world where maybe he does suit best at center. You know, it, it's... The, the smaller players historically have found more success at center because they are players who are charged with playing more in space. They are not charged with handling three techniques or defensive tackles with consistency in one-on-one situations because even if you're the center and you've got an A-gap defender or a nose directly on your lap, the vast majority of concepts, unless they are going to tight front you and get you know, both guards covered as well, you're going to have help from one of the guards on the vast majority of concepts in both pass protection and in uh, run schemes. So that's the one part about Michael Schmitz that does give me a little bit of pause is the acknowledgement that he played like a power center, but he doesn't necessarily have a power center build. If you play that at guard, 
You just need to make sure that your your anchor, and I think it is, but I'm just being as thorough as I possibly can. You just need to make sure that the anchor and the functional strength with consistency and playing in a zone system will help, particularly when the lateral agility is there, which it is for John Michael Schmitz, is enough to handle one-on-ones with defensive tackles, particularly dynamic defensive tackles. And if you feel good about that, then you can probably wipe the concern away and say you can draft this player as a high IQ player and it gives you ample flexibility to either play him at center or at guard when we get a chance to assess him in camp and he's going to be one of the best five best players in your combination of starting five which I'm pretty confident that John Michael Schmitz would be when you add him into the mix where does John Michael Schmitz stack up versus the class and the Dolphins players currently on the roster I'm glad you asked that is what we are finishing with here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John Michael Schmitz checked in at an 84.8 out of 100 points. That is currently my top-rated interior offensive lineman that has surpassed the grade that was given to Steve Avila. I would assess him right now as an adequate-level starter with the ceiling of being a quality starter at the NFL level. When you compare him to the players that the Dolphins have on the roster, I think the Dolphins have two quality starters in Connor Williams and Robert Hunt. Liam Eikenberg, for my money right now, is a replacement-level player. Michael Schmitz versus Eikenberg from a grades perspective, while understanding that Eichenberg's grading against NFL competition and Michael Schmitz is grading against college competition, it's almost a 15-point difference between what you have versus what you could have if this player ends up on your lap. And it feels like Mauch, Avila, Osiris Torrance, Joe Tipman, all of these players may end up surpassing John Michael Schmitz predictively this weekend. This weekend, the draft is this weekend. And if that indeed happens, I like your chances of John Michael Schmitz being on the board for you to select with the 51st overall pick because that is, this is the position that we are talking about seeing Creed Humphrey last to the 60s. And while that never should have happened, and I think we can all readily acknowledge that, just looking at recent history of, of centers, assuming he's a center. The second center drafted last year was Cam Jurgens at 51. 51. It's a big number because that's where the Dolphins pick. The second center drafted in 2021 was pick 62. The second center drafted in 2020 was 78. The second center drafted in 2019 was 48. That's within three spots where the Dolphins picked. That was Eric McCoy. Uh, 2018, this is kind of the outlier year, 21 for Billy Price. 2017, the second center was Pat Elfline, was drafted at 70. 2016, the second center drafted was Max Turk at 66. 2015, the second center drafted actually became a guard 
and it was Ali Marpet, and he was drafted at 61. So the historical precedent here is if you're not the first center off the board, you've got a really good chance of being on the clock where the Dolphins pick, even if you end up being a guard like Marpet did. So now the question for, for Michael Schmitz is, have you been passed by Joe Tippmann? If the answer is yes, this is another very strong candidate and is somebody that I would strongly advocate for the Dolphins to consider drafting when it comes down to it if he is on the board at 51. But that is the whole point of this entire exercise, which is why we do it, which is why we are hoping you stay locked in here on Locked on Dolphins because it's your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That is going to do it for this episode of the show. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. Hope to talk to you all again soon. And make sure to keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.